Welcome to Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire, where authors talk about things that never happened to people who don't exist. I'm your host, Mindy McGinnis. You can check out my books and social media at mindymcginnis.com and visit the Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire blog at writerwriterpantsonfire.blogspot.com. A 16th century French princess faces the desperate choice between loyalty to her dangerous mother, Queen Catherine de' Medici, and the demands of her own conscience in Medici's Daughter by Sophie Perrineau. Historical fiction at its best, chosen as a Goodreads Best Book of the Month. The past two months have brought some fantastic guests to the show. On October 2nd, Gwenda Bond spoke about mentors who helped direct her path early on, co-authoring a middle grade series with her husband and giving herself permission to not work constantly once she became a full-time author. On October 9th, Elsie Chapman came to the show. Elsie shared her thoughts on how so much of the pain of publishing goes unspoken, the luck of hitting a trend, the downside of that trend falling out of style, and putting together teams for theme-focused anthologies. The guest for October 16th was Melanie Crowder, who talked about the power of writing for youth who are ready to change the world, the ability of sci-fi and fantasy to be more subversive than their counterparts, how difficult life can be for today's youth, and why it's important to tell their stories. On October 23rd, I welcomed traditional and self-published author Liz Coley, who spoke about being a hybrid author, pros and cons of both, as well as the different skills required for each. Kate Watson visited for the October 30th episode to share her thoughts on NaNoWriMo and how to use your existing connections online to help promote a quiet book. On November 6th, my guest was fellow Ohioan Jeffrey Girard, who talked about how losing an agent doesn't end a career, learning craft through writing shorts, and how small indie pubs can teach you a lot. Tori Rigby was my guest on November 13th, joining us to share on what red flags to look for while searching for agents, why she disagrees with writing under different pen names for different genres, and knowing when to take your work to a small press. On November 20th, I welcomed New York Times bestselling author Lisa Maxwell, who spoke about why it's so important to follow your gut when you have multiple agents offering representation and the never-ending popularity of Peter Pan. This winter, travel to 16th century France and spend your holidays at the glittering royal court. But be careful, as the youngest princess could tell you, whatever the season, Queen Catherine de' Medici rules by cunning, not kindness, and a wrong move could be your last. Medici's Daughter by Sophie Perrineau is a riveting page-turner, skillfully blending illicit liaisons and political chicanery. If you liked the TV series Rain, you'll love the Medici's Daughter on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Today, I want to talk to you about six tips for table selling. Any writer today will tell you that the time of just being an author is over. We're now marketers, publicists, promotion machines, and even hawkers of our own wares. The last one is the element that most of us like the least. And yes, it can be both intimidating and awkward. The first time someone put me behind a card table with stacks of my books on top and said, okay, now sell these to strangers, I was like, dear God, but how? Five years later, I kind of get it. Number one, stand up. Seriously, stand up. If you're sitting, you're passive, and people are less likely to make eye contact with you. 
stand up and say hello to people. Most often, they'll say hi back. This makes them pause in front of your table. Good job. Number two, give them something. People love free things. Candy always works, but think about who that's going to attract. Mostly kids. Do you have a book about rape culture or lobotomies on your table? I do. Can you sell those books to these free sugar bandits? No. So what's the point? No matter where you are, your audience is always readers, not eaters. And the people that are interested enough to come to an event where books are being sold probably like books. They might even like yours. So give them something related to your book, like a bookmark. Even if they only stop long enough to lift free loot off your table, now they're carrying around something they're going to use that has your name, book cover, and title on it. Not something they're going to eat and then throw away the wrapper. Anyone can give them candy. Why don't you give them something that actually markets your book? Number three, hand them the book. This one can be tricky, but a good way to judge interest is to watch their eyes. If someone makes eye contact with you, ask them the question in number four, coming up. If they're not into you, but you see their eyes scanning your wares and pausing on one, attracted by the cover, give them the one sentence pitch then hand them the book, flipped to the back cover or open to the dust jacket flap that has the summary. Not taking it is rude, and they don't want to be rude, so they'll take it from you, and you just kind of cornered someone into reading your book summary. Yes, this move is a touch pushy and not for everyone, but remember, these are book people that came here to buy books. It's not like you're standing on a street corner selling meat out of the back of your van to vegetarians. So here's an example. I spot someone's eyes lingering, not a drop to drink. So I take the top copy off the pile and say, this is post-apocalyptic survival set in a world with very little water, and hand it to them with the back facing up. The vast majority of the time, if I can get someone to read the back or the flap, they end up buying the book and I just turned a browser into a buyer. Number four, the question you should ask if you gain their attention, ask them what they like to read. If you're like me and write across genres, you want to make sure you're leading them in the right direction. Eyeing what else they're buying can help too. If they've got an armful they picked up at other tables, say, oh, you're a mystery, fantasy, sci-fi reader you might like, then hand them the book and do your one-line pitch. So here's an example. I spot four fantasies tucked under a lady's arm. I say, you like fantasies? This is the first in my fantasy series set on an island continent with rapidly rising sea levels. Then I hand her Given to the Sea. Here's another tip. Are their hands full from the other books they already bought? Offer to hold them, or at the very least, let them set their load on your table so their hands are free to flip through your book. Another one. Do you get a ton of tote bags from all the conferences and book fairs you attend? Take them to events like this and offer them to particularly weighed down people. Number five, know your audience. Be a total Sherlock and dissect their clothing, then pitch appropriately. Educators and librarians tend to shop in pairs or groups, and most of the time, at least one of them will be wearing something that announces their profession or school affiliation. If I see librarians or educators shopping, I'm sure to point out that Not a Drop to Drink was a choose-to-read Ohio title with cross-curricular applications, and that both The Female Species and This Darkness Mine were junior library guild selections. That won't mean much to the average reader, but it's gold to educators. Likewise, if I spot that mystery reader, I'll add that A Madness So Discreet won an Edgar Award, something that doesn't carry weight with the sci-fi crowd, but will impress them. What else? Look for geek t-shirts promoting movies, video games, fandoms, or anything else you might be able to tie to one of your titles. But don't be a pretender. If you don't have the street cred to participate in the conversation you just started, you're going to look like an idiot. 
unless you're a consummate bullshitter like me. Lastly, for the adults, check their hats, coats, pullovers, and windbreakers. A lot of employers give apparel with their logo to their employees, and there's a chance, small but it's there, that you can sell them a book that way. I've sold not a drop to drink to people who work for the water company, female of species to police officers, and a man is so discreet to mental health workers. Number six, make that pitch honest. I use this one-liner for madness. It's a gothic historical thriller set in an insane asylum. People either dive for it or back away. And I mean they actually back away with their hands in the air. That pitch is either a one or a ten, much like the book. You're either way into what I'm selling or you're terrified of me. I'm fine with either. Hey, lobotomies aren't for everybody. And I'm being upfront with you about my content. Same for my other books, especially Female of the Species and This Darkness Mine. When a younger teen is looking at either of them and a parent is present, I typically ask how free they are with them and their reading material. If it's even a question, I suggest that the parent read it first, or I direct them to not a drop to drink and in a handful of dust. Yes, I want the kid to read a book of mine, but I want to make sure it's something they're ready for and that their mom agrees with that assessment. I know I make it sound easy, but it's not, even for me. Sometimes I'm just not in the right headspace to put myself out there, and most of the time I can't keep it up for the full six to eight hours of the festival. I'll retreat into myself for a little bit, 10 or 15 minutes, check my phone, talk to the author beside me, trade texts with my friends who I know are at the event. Just take a little downtime and a minor recharge before standing up again and saying hello to people. Writer, Writer, Pants on Fire is produced by Mindy McGinnis. Music by Jack Corbel. A special thank you to fellow authors Alyssa Palombo and R.C. Lewis, as well as patron Stephen Avery for helping to make this episode possible. If you find the blog or podcast helpful, please consider showing your support by visiting patron.podbean.com forward slash writer, writer, pants on fire and making a donation. I'm your host, Mindy McGinnis, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Rider Rider Pants on Fire, where authors talk about things that never happened to people who don't exist. <laughs>